Good morning, everyone. It is Manchester is burning for January 5, 2021 from Atlanta, Georgia, USA. It is early in the morning here, mid-morning in the UK, mid-morning in continental Europe. This is your instant, not-so-instant reaction to Liverpool versus Southampton yesterday. A key, key match in the EPL title race that is ongoing. There is a log jam of epic beaver-like proportions in a creek in Oregon up at the top of the table. It's going to be absolutely fire. Absolute fire. But first off, two shout-outs. First one is a shout out on the big, big positive side. We are at Manchester is burning and we're going to put a flag in the ground. We're going to put a flag in the ground. Starting next weekend, we will be providing coverage, match reactions, info on the Manchester United women's team on a regular basis starting this coming weekend. I want to give a shout out to a Mr. Adam Bateman, a bloke from Northwest England, close to Manchester, close to Liverpool, a man who has the insight, more insight than I do into that ladies squad that is at the top of the table in the FAWSL. He will be coming on starting this coming weekend to talk about the women's team at United. If there's anyone else out there has got any massive insight, deep dive into women's football in England, give me a DM that Manchester is burning. I would like to hear from you. I want to talk more about that in the coming weeks, months ahead, putting a flag in the ground for the FAWSL. And Manchester is burning. Second shout out, not so positive, not so positive, y'all. As a blogger, video caster, podcaster now, over the last several years, I have to tell you, I don't like the transfer window. Because it's completely insane. It's irrational. Facts are very hard to come by. And it is clickbait Las Vegas. It is all a bunch of false rumor, plasticness, and enhancements. You know what I'm talking about. Enhancements. And it's nuts. Case in point. Last summer, Mr. Messi decided, yo, I don't want to play in Barcelona no more. He broke the internet. Internet broke. Social media broke because it became Las Vegas clickbait football style. It was insane. Every Instagram story, Twitter story, everything was insane about Messi going here, going there, going wherever. When you get to the point, when you see Instagram posts of flight tracker 
of maybe his dad's plane flying over the Atlantic to go to Barcelona and negotiate an exit. That's when it's gone too far. It's insane. It's crazy. Case in point, a couple of days ago, I was just flipping through Instagram because I'm on there way too often. Manchester's burning is on Instagram, by the way. But that's beside the point. Clickbait. Um, Ahmad Diallo signing for Manchester United from Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Atlanta. All right. They're not sister cities either. I checked. But, okay, I'm digressing yet again. Pictures of him getting on a plane. Why? Why? Why am I seeing a picture of him getting on a plane? He's coming! He's coming! He's coming to Manchester! Oh, I gotta see a plane! When we get to planes, during the transfer window, it's gone too far. It's Las Vegas clickbait transfer window football. It drives me mad. And 90% of the info that's out there is misinformation during the transfer window. So I got to check eight sources, literally, to see if something is actually true. Because 80 to 90% of it is garbage rumor nonsense. Clickbait Las Vegas. Plastic, neon lights, enhancements. And you know what I'm talking about. All right, that's it. That's it for my shout outs. Thank you very much for obliging me before I get you. And I'm going to talk about clickbait again when I talk about Liverpool and Mr. Klopp. I really love the man. No, I don't love him in that way. No, no, not in that way. But what I'm saying is, is clickbait city for him too, unfortunately. And he's the best manager in football, but I'm going to get to that in the next segment. Yeah. Welcome back, Manchester's burning not-so-instant reaction to the pool. Yes, the pool. Dropping three points at Southampton. Let's go to point number one here. And I may have actually four for this match instead of three. Number one, can we give some credit to Southampton? Can we give some credit to the Saints that they are a legitimate English Premier League squad? With a wonderful setup of very, very good coaching, Hassan Huddle. With the pieces, the infrastructure in place from the top to the bottom to be successful from a business standpoint and a football standpoint. No, they are not one of the members of the top six plus one. They are not a member of that club, but they have a setup designed for success. From the top to the bottom. They do. I, they got to be given their due. After that after that club got annihilated. Taken out behind a bar in Milwaukee. Last year by Leicester 9-0. They have recovered and become a force. They are not a pushover. They are a very solid team with a plan, with a tactic, with a strategy in play, and a good, good coach. I wish my teams had a coach like that. He is very good, and they are great 
not a great squad. No, I'm sorry. I just I take that back. That's hyperbole. They're a very good squad. They're EPL quality squad. Mid table, upper table. They could get into Europe this year. You hear that? Give them credit. Point one again. Solid Southampton. They played their plan. They had a plan. They executed it. Do you look into that free kick? Now Liverpool. The pool gave away that match in the first 15 minutes. They gave it away by making mistakes, being out of position, by not having the energy and not not keeping their eyes open. That free kick that led to Ings getting that wonderful shot off, being free enough on that free kick. They were the pool were looking for a standard free kick. I mean, and and set pieces is the same strategy, y'all. Did you watch the Manchester United game, by the way? They they do set pieces. They do them. Now Manchester United's horrible at corners, but but that's beside the point. I'm not talking about United right now. But the point is that the Saints, they're like, okay, we got an opportunity. We got a free kick close to goal. Let's let's make the best of it. Let's not do a standard free kick. Let's just swing it out wide to see if we can get things open. Bingo. One step is all it takes. A mental not being prepared is all it takes. That's what happened. Ings was open. Great shot. He's a great, he's a great offensive player. He's a great player. Danny Ings, don't sleep on him. And they did. The pool slept on the dude in the first two minutes. It's not being mentally ready. And I can see why Kloppo was a little upset about that. But when you saw him on the sideline after that goal, he just kind of gave a grimace like, well, that was smart. It was. <laughs> it was smart. It was a great play. And it worked. What did I say last podcast, y'all? What did I say? I'm hearing you. I want to listen to y'all. What did I say? Always try to score first. In the bar, in the restaurant, in the with the puppy, with your with uh in whatever game you're playing in football, soccer, American football, baseball, always score first, always put the opponent on the defensive at the bar, at the restaurant, at the grocery store, in you know, most cases in, in car racing, whatever. Just get the first point on the board, put them on the defensive, and that's what Southampton did. And the pool got frazzled. So that's what happened. Score first. Boom. There you go. But you got to give credit for Southampton. They were solid on defense too. Everyone's talking about, oh, the pool didn't get going into the second point. This is my second point and it leads to my third. They're saying that Liverpool didn't get their chance, didn't uh, convert their chances. I don't think their chances were that good. Let's look at the stats. Let's look at the stats of this 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 thing here. Let's look at it. Let's look at this. XG for Liverpool was 1.37. But you look at the chan- individual chances that, that the pool got, right? And there were some misses. But there was some but those misses were based on great defensive play by the Saints. So 57 minute. Mane. I I really like Mane. I really do. I wish he was on my team. I I, I really do like the dude. Um, 
but he had a really great chance. XG on his shot was 0.37, but it was blocked by a great defensive play. I mean, that was a great defensive play. That was not as much a miss by Mane. It was just a great defensive play. Salah probably had the best one. That was the biggest miss. But everyone has, every team got a miss at least one. But that was really an XG of 0.31. Headers are hard. I mean, I couldn't head a ball into the ocean for a goal. So what am I talking about? But, you know, my point is, is that Salah had a chance. 46 minute ahead of XG on that one was 0.31. He missed. But that was the best chance they got. Those two chances, one by uh, Mane and the other by Salah, those were the best chances they had. They weren't that great. It's not that they didn't invert their chances. It's that they didn't get good chances. And it, I don't know if that was an issue of mentality, of lack of energy, lack of fluidity. I know that Henderson was playing out of position in the back line. But I also want to give credit to the Saints in their defense. They decided to then sacrifice the wings to pack the middle, especially when you've got a one-goal lead. And they're like, oh, we got to go one-goal lead. Let's pack it in. That's not packing in necessarily. But they were like, okay, we'll just give away the wings. Well, we're not going to let you get good chances. And that's exactly what happened. There was no better XG shot by Liverpool better than that Mane block shot at 0.37 XG. The rest were under 0.1 blocked, save, whatever. They just didn't get their chances because the Saints wouldn't let them. And, but the flow wasn't there. The mentality wasn't there. And I talked about this with Liverpool, the other, the other podcast with them, lacking that mentality. And I think it's because it's this third-year syndrome. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to put flag in that too. Third-year syndrome. This happened with Tottenham. This happened with Manchester City. And it's now happening with Liverpool. Now, here's my thing. So you have this trajectory of getting close to the top, making the top, lifting trophies. You're coming really close to lifting trophies. And you have this two-year run where you're just making excremental, not excremental. What am I talking about? Incremental, no, exponential. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, it's so early. It's early. Please forgive me. I have had no coffee. Now, okay, so here we go. Exponential growth and development of, of near greatness, if not greatness. And then you reach close to the top or you reach the top. And then the cliff. The proverbial third-year cliff, when the team isn't refreshed, there isn't any turnover, manager not backed as much as maybe he should, there's no freshness, there's no blue blood, or not enough of it, and things just get stale, like that Coke that you put in your car and leave it there for two weeks, and then you drink out of it because you're trapped in a rush hour jam on some interstate highway somewhere in the middle of the desert and there's no water and there's no break and there's just nothing but dirt and rocks and mountains and nothing for hundreds of miles and you reach for that coat that's been in there for two weeks in the hot sun and you're like, ah! That's the sound you make. Trust me, I've done it. So it gets stale. I mean, you can't, in this day and age, particularly in this time period that we are in, you cannot sustain longer than two years 
at a high, high level of greatness. You look at Manchester City, they score, they got 100 points in the league one year. Next year, they got 98, took away two Premier League titles. And then the next year, there was people had left. You have Vincent Company left, David Silva left, injuries, Sane injured, Laporte injured, uh, staleness, not enough new blood coming in, whatever. Old blood going out. I mean, and then it got stale and they got found out. And everyone's saying, oh, no, the pool got found out. His clockwork got found out. No, it isn't. It's just gotten stale. You can't, It's not sustainable. The energy, the drive, once you get that cup over your head, the hunger may not be there anymore. And there's no new, not enough new blood at Liverpool to make things, just to change things over, to bring in some excitement. So it's stale Coke in 14-day desert heat. So that's what it is. It's that simple. There needs to be new blood, a change. There needs to be some transition. I mean, something, okay? It's just not there. Third point, and I think it's going to be just three points here. I, I talked a little bit in the open. I talked about the clickbait of football, Las Vegas, clickbait, whatever. And I was looking after the match, right? I mean, Liverpool played awful. I mean, I'm just saying it right now. They didn't. They they didn't have the energy. They didn't. They didn't have chances. Southampton played their game. They played to their tactic. They played up the plan, and they worked very well. Liverpool didn't have really the quality chances. They had a lot of chances, but they weren't of quality, and they only missed one. That would I would say is a miss lost opportunity. And they got down early. They haven't scored a goal in 200 something minutes. So it's just I think it's mentality, mental, physical fatigue. Um, you know, you know, but so I'm looking on social media, clickbait world, Las Vegas style, enhancement, whatever, and I'm looking at it and I see this, I see Klopp post-match quote talking about how Manchester United had all these penalties and that he didn't get the penalty that he wanted during the match. And I was about to go in. I was like, Klopp, don't do it, man. One of the best managers, but you're doing it again. You're doing it again. Blaming the wind, blaming the rain, blaming VAR, blaming everything else except your team played badly and you didn't get them ready for the match. I was going to go in on him. Like, don't be this level four leader. You got all the charisma. You got the smarts. You got the man management. You got the tactics. You got all that. But every now and then you get kind of, you kind of lose it a little bit. And you're like, oh, the wind was good. Or you blame some external factor, bad luck, wind, rain, lack of fans, referees, whatever, bar, blah. Don't do it. Just don't. If you're a manager out there, just don't do it. Just, I mean, don't stop blaming external factors when it's your fault. But here's the thing. I watched the whole interview. I watched the the post-match interview. And guess what? Context is everything. So you listen to Klopp's interview. Two-thirds of that interview, 
He blames himself. He blames his team. He blames the lack of preparation. He claims responsibility. He says it's the team's responsibility, the player's responsibility, that they need to do better. We didn't play well. Two-thirds of that talk was about they didn't play well. I didn't do my job correctly. We didn't do the right things. It's our fault. Our fault. Player's fault. My fault. Boom. Credit to Southampton. There was one tiny tidbit where he complains about Barr, and it may be justified. I do not care. I don't care about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna respond to that. They didn't get the call. There was no penalty made. Blah blah blah. Okay, I I thought there would be one, but there wasn't. But that's beside my point. My point is this, is clickbait city. Every headline about Klopp in that post-match interview was him complaining that Manchester United gets all the pens and they didn't get the pen that they wanted. Well, okay. So I'm like, of course, what did I do? I'm a lemming. So I clicked on it and see what Klopp said. And I listened to it and I'm like, wait a minute, y'all. Yeah, he did say that. That's co- absolutely correct. Yes. Headline, actually correct. But that's not everything he talked about. Two-thirds of that conversation was about him at being at fault, the players being at fault for playing badly, not preparing. Southampton played a great game. Context. And it, the, the, the thing about VAR was in response to a question. It was in response to a question. So... I mean, clickbait city, Las Vegas football style. Come on. So I, I so I'm not gonna go in on Klopp. I, I admire the man. I really do. He's done a wonderful job. He really is. He's the best manager in football. And he took responsibility. He put responsibility on himself. He put responsibility on the team and gave credit where credit was due. That is leadership. Yes, he did complain, but that was in response to a question. I saw another post-match interview with him after the match where, again, he talked about how his team wasn't ready, his fault. They didn't play well, players' fault. And Southampton played their game. Credit where credit is due. But everyone's talking about, oh, Klopp's complaining about Manchester United. got all these bands. Yes, he did say that. That's true, but that's not the whole story. You got to look at the whole story. You got to look at all the facts and then judge. Look at all the relevant facts and then judge. Not look at one fact, ignoring all other facts, and then judge. You look at all the relevant information. Then you make your judgment. That's why I didn't go in on Klopp making that statement. Because then you have to look at everything else he said. And I'm like, okay, I get it. He answered the question that was asked. Context. Liverpool played played miserably. You can't blame injuries necessarily on this. I blame lack of mentality, loss of drive. But I also give Southampton credit. They played their match well. They got out early. They scored early. And they played their game. They played according to plan. They had a lot of people out. 
They had injuries. They had injuries in the match. Everything else. They had people missing. A lot of stress on Hazel But they played their match. Their mentality was better than the pool. Pool didn't get their chances because of their own lack of drive, their mentality, playing miserably, but also Southampton's solid, organized defense. Southampton's XG in that match was 0.50. They didn't get any chances either, but they made the one chance count. That XG on that shot, on that set piece by Den Ends, 0.07. Great shot. 93 out of 100 times that shot goes over the bar, missed, whatever, saved. So that's a great shot. That's not luck, though. They made their luck. They took the opportunity, and it worked. Give them credit. Manchester's burning. is signing off at this point. But look at the light. Feel the light. Know the light is there. Know the darkness is there. Acknowledge the darkness. But do not let the darkness hug you ever. Manchester's burning is over for today.